You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 166 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we're joined by arguably one of the best storytellers of our modern times, especially on TikTok. His obsession with wood is only rivaled by his majestic mustache. When tracking state birds wasn't exciting enough, he turned to state trees. He's best known for making a U.S. map out of wood that is native to each state. And uh, it all started with Utah's state tree. The Quake in Aspen, which actually sounds like an 80s ski movie about a volcano, but anyways, <laughs> he's a full-time content creator, a woodworker, and an artist. Justin, the Trees Davies is here. Hey, that was fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be fully honest with you. That is the best intro I've ever received in my entire yes. life. So thank you very much. That's all yeah. right. We'll send you, we'll yeah. send you a copy. Uh, <laughs> that there'll was, be a bill in the mail. That was that tremendous. I, uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. The Quake <sighs> in Aspen. That, Make, yeah, made me is that a true fact? You looked it up. You did research. Oh, I did research on our guests. Yes. Did oh, you know that he God. used to be an ultra mar- marathoner? Ultra thoner. He he ran a hundred miles for no reason. That's a hundred. Or a slice yeah. of Casey pizza. Yeah, I mean, I I've I, done that. I, <laughs> I uh, I'm still trying to be. I used to be like a a, you know, a fairly competitive ultra run, uh, ultra marathoner. Um, and now I'm I can I I'm more of a washed up uh, ultra marathoner. <laughs> it's a so. washed up. Yeah. What, so what's I, a washed I, up ultra marathoner? Just regular marathon? Yeah, I'm just Pleb. like if I can get if I can you get only run twenty six miles. No, if I can get a race in this year, cool. But like, I, it was a it was a pretty heavy obsession of mine for uh, for a few years. Hmm. Now, speaking of obsessions, Dan, <laughs> here we go. Do we have a <laughs> list of people that are very obsessed with we us? Do. We do. These people, them. these people are obsessed. They love us more oh, than sure. we love ourselves. We have one new <gasps> patron. I'd like to give a big shout out to Stephen Hawker. I believe he's that scientist guy. Yeah. Yes, very smart. Yeah. He came <laughs> back to to be a patron of ours. Uh, also, obviously, I got to shout out our VIP patrons, which are as follows. Victor, Aragema, Matthew Hoff of Matthews Woodworking, Nick Brim Woodworking, Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pine, Steve Iadarola, Daniel Bryson, Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking, Malcolm over at Bossa Nova Woodworks, Ew. if you're watching the video. The voice of our intro, show. too. Uh, Justin over at Calvary Customs, Patrick Gensel, Square Splinter, Michael Flickinger, Scotty Holland over at Elevated Wood Design, Max and Mindy Coons at Stubby K Studio, and to round it all out, Jacob Miller at Yay! A Sweet Shop. Thank you to each and every one of you. That is a sexy no crowd No matter right there. what tier you are, we appreciate all that you do for us. And speaking of all the tiers, this weekend, one night only. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing a patron-only call. doesn't matter what level you are, whether you're the, the $2 tier or $20 tier, secret $500 tier, you're all invited. This Sunday, you should already have the information in your mailbox. If you don't, message one of us. Uh, we'll send it over after verifying that you're a patron. And I was going to correct you and say that uh, this podcast doesn't go out until Sunday morning. But if they're patrons, oh. they're getting in early well, they know then. on Never Friday. Mind then. But we're probably going to record the call too. Maybe we'll do that. No, that's too dangerous. We're not going to record it. 
No, you know, but thank you to our patrons. Hopefully we'll see you all Sunday, Sunday, it. Sunday. You paid for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> all right. It'll be like a monster truck show. It's going to yes. be great. Yes. Now, speaking of monsters and trucks, so Justin? <laughs> Uh, hey, how's the worst transition ever? So, Justin, <laughs> I, Davis I am here, here for it. Yeah, he's here for it. He's yes ending really well. I love it. So, listen, I have a monstrous truck story that we can get to if we if we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. So, dry. We're gonna be like, so how yeah. about that truck thing? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you about my truck that's been in the shop for three years. We can get to that one at some point. So, so Justin, and, and I'm foreshadowing here a little bit as some of our uh, callers are gonna, uh, you know, reveal as well as. We'll probably really well. I'll reveal. It's like we have not actually. Some people haven't heard of you until we brought you up. Some yeah. people, but you're a monster account. You're you're a huge account. You are really good at what you do. You're legitimately one of the best storytellers, and I personally enjoy the monologuing over quality video type of uh, or storytelling type of content. And you do it so superbly. But yeah. how did you end up down this road? Give us like the elevator pitch. Like what? Who are you and why are you so special? Oh, okay. Wow. Well, first of all, once again, thank you so, so much. Uh, I mean, Peter, I'm just going to have to ask you to like call and like just get me like revved up for the morning every time I like sit down at the desk and start I'm editing. A, I'm this a hype too man, much. whether you want it or not. I, it's happening. I, I, I do want it and thank you. Um, but, this is getting really... Do you guys want me to leave or... Dan, no, no. You Hey, join in. Hop in. Hop I want you to in. watch. I don't want you to listen. <laughs> No, um, yeah, it's it's I, it's kind of a weird. It's I don't know. It's kind of a crazy story. Uh, I mean, it's not that. There crazy, I was but, playing with my wood. Yeah, there. No, I mean, like even even five six years ago, had you asked me, like, uh, you know what, Justin, about five or six years, you will be on a woodworking podcast. I would be. I would look you dead in the face and say, you, my my friend, have gone uh, bonkers. It just was not something I was ever really on my radar. Um, uh, as we were talking about, I, I, uh, my real obsession, my real big obsession, like six, seven or eight years ago was, was running. I, I got really into running, uh, like in 2011, 2012. Well, you and can only do that so, so long before you get tired, right? <laughs> that's true. You can't, that's true. Uh, 27 hours is the longest I've, I've tried to go in, 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 in one time. Wow. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so, so I was doing a lot of that and I've always loved the outdoors. I've always been just kind of an outdoorsy person. I'm from you know, a very outdoorsy area. I'm from Utah, a lot of mountains around, uh, spent a lot of time exploring and, uh, just while out on a, on a trail run, just a normal, normal everyday training run one day, I, I was just kind of making a steep climb up this, up this one trail. And as I came around a corner, a, there was just this big, beautiful, uh, tree right on the, 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 the ridgeline ahead of me overlooking the valley. And it just really caught my eye. And it's a tree I probably would have passed, uh, you know, dozens of times on this trail in the past. And, uh, for whatever reason, it just really, really grabbed me. And so I stopped and was just taking, to just take a closer look at it. I'm looking for an excuse to, to take a break from the, the, the steep climb up as well. But, but, uh, yeah, I, I just sat and engaged with it, kind of walked up and was taking a closer look at it, like looking at its, its leaves, looking at its leaves, looking at, you know, kind of touching it, feeling its bark and just being like, what is, um, had it had this real, uh, realization moment that, uh, this is a tree that I've seen dozens of times before and a species of tree I've seen countless times. And I had no idea what it was. And I've always, 
uh, fancied myself someone who, again, just knows a lot about a lot of things. I've always been a bookworm and a very curious person and loved the outdoors and nature. And so I, I just couldn't shake that thought that here's this native tree native to the foothills of the mountains that I've grown up exploring. And I didn't know what it was. So I, I come back down off the mountainside and, uh, and I, I come home and I just, I hadn't, sh- I hadn't been able to shake that, that question. So I, I pull, I hop on my computer and I just start Googling, which if, if you've ever done this, try to like look up, try to figure out what a tree that you saw at one point was hours later. It's not super easy. I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, tree that looks kind of like it's from the African Savannah, Utah mountains. Like, uh, I had no idea how to, how to figure this out. Sorry to cut you off. Do you have an iPhone? I do. You know, if you take a picture of a tree or a shrub, I'm yes. thinking at this the, was before at that. The though. bottom. This was before okay, that. Okay, I'm saying like nowadays. <laughs> yeah, anyone you, that doesn't now know, you got all those apps. You could like write in photos. You could take a photo of something, yeah. and there'll be a little eye eye at the bottom for information. And if you get a star next to it, it'll literally tell you what the tree is. It, it finds yeah. it on the internet. It saves That's me so much time. Built into Apple now. It's built into. It's Apple. built into the I photos can, app. Yeah, dude, you can take a picture of a cat. It'll tell you what type of cat it is. It's great. Yeah. I, I, and the reason I'm calling this out is because you can put me in front of an like a an oak or, or ash and half the time I'd be like, I don't know, it's like it's like yeah. a maple. Like I'm yeah. <laughs> terrible yeah. with trees. Like I know wood, but I can't yeah. tell trees apart. Sorry, back to you. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I unfortunately that was not yeah, this was a little bit before that. This would have been uh, I want to say in like twenty probably 2016, 2017 around then. Um, so, uh, I mean, there were probably some identifying apps, but I, I had not yet had this obsession. So, so eventually, you know, after some Googling, I figured out what kind of tree it was. It was a, a curl leaf mountain mahogany tree, uh, Circocarpus letifolius, if you'd like to know the uh, scientific as, every, as everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and so I'm just reading about this tree and I, I was, a little shocked at how fascinated I was by everything that I was reading. Uh, I just couldn't stop rabbit holing. Like, you know, we were discussing the pre-show, just that, that habit of, of Wikipedia diving and and clicking on different links. And, and, and I was just super fascinated by, you know, the, the facts about this tree, where they grow, how, how drought tolerant they are, how hardy they are, how long lived they are. Uh, and one of the things that a couple of things really grabbed me were were the some of the ethnobotany stuff. So like what that tree has been traditionally used for throughout human history and is currently still used for. And oh. one of the things that really grabbed me, you know, like with that tree in particular, like some of its uses are, you know, you can make a, a red dye from its roots and you can uh, the, the wood is very, very dense. And that's one of the things that really caught my attention was the wood is really dense, uh, sinks in water. It's this beautiful reddish color, which is why they call it a mahogany, even though it's not an actual mahogany. Mm. And, and that, that thing right there, really, I couldn't shake that either. Cause I've, I'd never really made anything out of wood before, but I, uh, and I ever assumed that that would be something that would become an interest to me either, but I've always liked stuff made out of wood. I've always felt, I've always just loved the vibe of like, a wood paneled room. I'm just very drawn to things made out of wood. So, uh, I, I, that was another realization I had. I was like, well, I can tell you what like maple wood looks like or walnut or cherry or, you know, the pine, but so many of these trees that I know and love that I see and I'm surrounded by when I'm camping, I don't know what their wood looks like. And so that became a new curiosity I couldn't shake. 
And so that was kind of the first genesis. And then the second thing that was happening at the same time was I was listening to uh, to Nick Offerman's uh, autobiography on uh, on audiobook. Um, That's a good one. Uh, Paddle your own canoe. Yep. And he has a whole a whole section in there. I mean, I mean, some, this is one of the things we all love Nick for is is he's so big into into the concept of making things with your hands and the importance of whatever it is, just making something with your hands. And that was really resonating with me as I was listening to it. And he had this whole section talking about making gifts as an act of like anti-consumerism and just, you know, being able to, to practice making stuff with your hands. And so these two things kind of meshed together, like hit me at the exact right time where I was like, okay, well now, now what I want to do is I want to see what this wood looks like and I want to try to make something out of some wood. So it started genuinely as I went back up the mountain, hauled the dead piece of this wood off the mountain. And, and then I was like, okay, well now I just got to figure out how to first things first, I got to figure out how to see what this wood looks like inside. I don't know how to do that. So I'm like using a rusty old hatchet, chopping it up to see what, just what it looks like and, and doing my best to to cut it open, got like an old rusted pruning saw, saw from out of my shed. And I'm just doing whatever I can to figure out how to cut these into planks. Uh, eventually I, uh, so I, I, I see inside this, I'm like, this is so cool. I can't get enough of this. And then I, I go and I buy the cheapest bandsaw that I can find and I start cutting planks, just planks of this wood. And, and that quickly led to, well, I want to see what every species, I have all these other trees that I kind of know and love, but I don't know what their wood looks like either. So I just start cutting planks. And, and that's, that's what I did at the beginning was just literally cutting planks of wood just to see what it looked like inside. And that's where, uh, that's really where the, the, the Nick Offerman book started to spring hold as I, I was like, okay, well, you, why don't you try to make something out of this stuff? Why don't, like, stop making planks, make something. And I had to kind of swallow down a bunch of, of self-doubt. Like, I, immediately, I was like, well, you can't, you can't do that. Who are you? I was work, uh, I was a marketing manager was my career. I, you know, I went to school for marketing. I, I wanted to write my entire life. I never thought of myself as someone that could make something with his hands uh, or even thought he would want to. But the... Uh, the draw was very strong. And so I just thought, okay, well, let's, let's just try. So I watched a couple of YouTube videos on how to carve a spoon and I carved a, a spoon out of, a, I pruned a piece of cherry wood out of my own backyard <laughs> and carved a spoon out of it. And it, it didn't look great, but it looked like something. And it, it was that, that really kicked me off. It was just like, okay, now, now we're off to the races. Like this was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. This was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And, uh, that launched the, uh, I would say, I don't love the term hobby, but it launched the hobby of, of, of woodworking, uh, for me. And then, you know, this was several years before I started making content. So for a long time, it was just, I make, I'm, I'm carving, I'm carving wood. I'm exploring. I'm just seeing what different trees are like. I'm, I'm researching trees cause I find them very fun. I'm reading books about trees uh, but it took a while before I ever thought about making content out of it. That's wow. fascinating. And you also, you took a, an approach that most of our listeners did not, including myself. You were, yeah, you I, started I, at the branch and the log and yeah. let me figure out what this looks like inside. For most of us, it's, oh, I like the way that walnut looks. I'm going to go buy some boards of walnut mm-hmm. or I'm going to build yeah. with pine first and stain. And like you, you, you didn't care about the finished project. You were more focused on the material. And it's a very cool yeah. approach. This is, I think this this kind of adds to why we kind of all grew up in this world of of content in different circles. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, completely. Completely. Yeah. It's uh, to be honest, I still that's still the way I approach it, and and so I'll have a like I'll, as my platform has grown. Um, I think that I, I I can definitely always I, I definitely sense that I I've got these handful of different types of audiences, people that consume my content. And a lot of people, a lot of people are just like here for nerdy tree stuff. A lot of people are here just for overall vibes. And then I do have a, a certain subsection, I think, especially on YouTube from people who are really into the woodworking stuff. And I've had to kind of try to educate them. Like, look, this is, if what you're looking for is someone who's going to teach you how to make a table, that's not what you're going to get here. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to, point you to people who can do that. Um, but yeah, that's just never, and, and I, I super love and admire that process. And like, I'd love to learn how to do that myself someday, but, but for me, definitely it's, it's about, uh, it's always been, I, the way I like to put it is I'm a, I'm a tree, I'm a tree nerd first, uh, and then like a, a woodworker somewhere down that line. That's awesome. Have you ever I felt like you admire the hell out of it? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and like, have you ever felt like you, because we actually talked about this last week with like dealing with failure, or like feeling like you yeah. know you didn't follow the right path in this whole journey. Like, like, did you ever feel or people made you feel like you weren't doing the right thing because you weren't building furniture, at or like um, building tables or like educating yeah. larger projects? Because you, you most of your your content is like kind of handheld finished projects, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I I certainly I I don't think any any person has made me feel that way, but I certainly I certainly do. Like I'm I'm very prone as we all are to to a lot of self doubt, and and so that's something that I've had to constantly remind myself of and try to unlearn. Um, uh, where I I feel very intimidated by people that I I, I try to I, you know I'll couch people like like you guys and probably like a lot of the people watching this is, is the real woodworkers and the real craftspeople and feel very <laughs> like use that term yeah. really loosely around. Yeah. <laughs> real like, feel like that's a very <laughs> feeling like that's a very inaccessible, like, Oh boy, boy. I, uh, for, especially when I, that was a huge hurdle for me to start sharing content, uh, to, to start trying to publicly post on, on different platforms was a real scary thing for me. It was the concept of boy, someone who knows what they're doing, watching this and being like, Good sir, that is not how one holds a gouge. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I I'm sure I that's to... exactly what they said. <laughs> oh, there's plenty Good of them. sir. Good sir. There, oh, there, there are for sure. And I like, especially early on, I, I had a handful of people like that kind of coming after me in the comments, like, this is some of the worst turning I've ever seen. Let me tell you what to do. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, it, just took some work. It took some work for sure for for me to 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 stop doing that. And to, to be to be very clear, I've I've not had a single personal interaction with anyone who uh, who I would consider a real woodworker who has given me that vibe at all. They're always so so like gracious and welcoming and like yeah. so complimentary of the work that I'm doing. Um, I just uh, the you know I, I, I a friend of mine. We went and got lunch. This was a, a local a local furniture maker. I don't know if you know Chad Parkinson. He's at the furniture joint. He makes some of the most incredible like handcrafted. Sounds familiar. He's been in fine woodworking magazine a couple of times. He's literally, okay. he's, he's a savant. Like he's so, so good. And he, he reached out like he's someone who I'd met a couple of times. We have many mutual friends. And if he ever hears this, he would laugh at what I'm saying. But I was like so intimidated because I'm like, this guy is so good. What on earth would he have to say to me? And then we finally like went and got lunch the other day and it was just, 
it was just tremendous because, you know, he had the exact same type of thing. He, he was telling me, this is a guy who makes some of the most beautiful, like custom yeah, furniture I've ever Dan's, seen. He's in a different tier. I'm looking up his stuff now. <laughs> yeah. He, his stuff's incredible, right? Yeah. And he's, he's, he's telling me the same thing. Too. He, I love it. Yeah. He's telling me this, we're having lunch and he's telling me the exact same thing that he went through, which is like, you know, I started doing this stuff just on my own and, and I felt the same way. And I think that's something that is important for all of us to remember all the time. And this is something I tell my audience because a lot of people are also very afraid to to dive into this because we have this concept of if you're not doing something perfectly at the beginning, then then why even try? That's or like point. you feel like yeah, or you feel like every, like you feel like everyone's gatekeeping this thing. And I think that it's that that those are so that's so easy to build up in our in our mind that uh, that you just gotta you gotta it takes practice, but you gotta you gotta push that stuff aside. Oh my god! Because even you're, even you're even my friend those. Chad, like he was. He yeah, was the, facts. even my friend Chad, he was the same thing. He was telling me the same thing. Like I felt like I was not doing anything special either. Like I felt like I was just kind of hacking through. So, yeah. That's, you know, uh, to kind of cut in here, I, I heard something this week. I, I love my like motivational quotes because I just, I throw them right back at the community because we all need to hear it. And this one was, uh, there's someone with way less skill level than you doing the exact same thing you want to be doing and also making money doing it. So yeah. like, you know, there's, yeah. there's people, there's plenty of people that, uh, we'll see and like, well, I kind of, I wish I was there. I'm like, why, why not? Why aren't you there? Yeah. I just go into, you know, they just didn't have the fear. They had the cockiness, the confidence, whatever you want to call it to be that at that point. Like you, you just have to lean into it. We have, and I think it's a good sign or like you have self doubt because you have the check, the mental check to be like, am I good enough? Am I doing yeah. this right enough? And I think that's, that is a, a key to being a quality to do to do quality craftsmanship or to do quality work quality craftsmanship quality creative you're work checking there, yourself. There, there's a really great uh ira ira glass quote uh host of this american life mm -hmm. uh i don't know the entire quote but he has a really great quote about this very phenomenon where uh this this cross section of of you have your people who uh, have very little talent, but all the confidence in the world. And those are the ones who are often just like pressing all the way forward. And, and the weight of, if you have good taste and if you have a little bit of talent, that self doubt is that much stronger. And you, you oftentimes hold yourself back because you're constantly measuring yourself against uh, other people or people who are doing stuff really well. Instagram and, reality. And, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a bit of a side tangent, but but that's that was uh, uh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So let's let's talk talk about the content. So like continuing like yeah. your journey and how you got into it. Yes. When did the content start like all right, I'm going to just lean into this and then when did it blow up? I mean, it blew up. Yeah. Like you you were on the news, mm -hmm. you were there's articles mm -hmm. written about you now, like you got you hit the internet by storm with uh, really the map project was kind of, I feel like the catalyst, yeah. but tell us, tell totally. us how did that whole thing happen? And when did you start? Uh, Cause our yeah. listeners love to hear like the journey and like where they are in your journey kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had just picked up that like, uh, again, hobby. Uh, and again, like I said, I don't love, the, I don't love the term hobby. Cause I think a lot of times, uh, it, it, I, passion project. Yeah, it's just like it's something I like doing. I think I think hobby has this kind of limited or, or almost derog not derogatory, but people kind of think of as hobbies like, oh, that's just that silly little thing that you that you you have your work, your real work, and you have your hobbies, and it's just like we have things we like to do. And How's that, that was little one of the things, blank thing coming along. Yeah, that and it's just like. Right. 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, I, I, I I think everyone should be constantly fostering things they like doing and, uh, you don't need to commodify it and you don't need to, I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other side tangent, but, but, uh, I'd gotten more and more into woodworking, uh, and trees, uh, as just something that I was super, super into. They just kept drawing my curiosity. And so I kept trying out different woodworking projects, uh, just in my own, in my own garage. I, I, uh, I, uh, but again, always led by this, I'm going up into the hillsides or driving along and seeing an interesting piece of wood and figuring out what I want to make with it. And then for my birthday in 2019, so August of 2019, I'd got, uh, uh, I got a lathe for my birthday from my my then uh, girlfriend and her my family all kind of went on a lathe uh, in together and so I got a lathe and that that really opened up like the type of stuff I could do especially for someone like me who just wants to grab like a rough old piece of wood and make it into something interesting like a lathe is a really nice way to be able to do that mm-hmm. um, so I started spending even more time in the garage making making more stuff and then. Um, but I, and, and I would make, I would post like Instagram stories for friends and family, but I wouldn't, I was, I definitely wasn't like, I'm trying to make content. I was just sharing the stuff I was doing, um, in the wood shop. Uh, then the pandemic hits and, uh, I, uh, I go through a, I go through a, a breakup at the time. time. Yeah. I go through a breakup at the time and I find myself now with like a lot more time to do, to like invest in myself, really self-reflecting, doing some stuff. Uh, and, and getting back out of the mountains, I had kind of fallen away from my, my passion of running, but always wanted to get back out there. So I find myself back out in the mountains again. And I started, uh, while I was out there uh, up on trails, I just started being like, Oh, I want to share. I've been sharing some fun little woodworking videos. I'm going to share some fun little tree fact videos just for, just for the hell of it. And so while I'm out on a run, I'm just, one day I was out on a run and I just was the, the, Big te- the big tooth maple trees, that's the, the, the primary maple native to, to the mountains where I live, were really popping off. They were like really turning colors. So I'm like, I'm going to make a quick little video about the big tooth maple. And I find it an interesting tree. And it's probably a tree that people don't really know much about, uh, even here locally. So I just made like a series of Instagram stories for friends and family. And it was just like, hey, get to know a native tree. And my friends and family loved it. They're like, we can't wait for you to do another one of those. <laughs> so I started doing that semi like once or twice a month, just again for friends and family. And then, um, so this, I'm kind of doing all this mid pandemic. Uh, and then at the same time I was working at, like I mentioned, I had about a 12 year career in, uh, in marketing. This was a career that I just kind of fell into. Like I grew up wanting to be an author and write. And I felt like, who are you to think you can do that? So I didn't allow myself to chase after the thing I really wanted to do and fell into marketing instead. Another tale as old as time. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I was just like, so burnt out at this job. Uh, A bunch of my team members had quit and I was doing the work of like my boss and another director. And I just was like, my workload was increasing. I was working 16 hour days every single day with no weekends off. And I was like, what is this all for? I'm about to turn 40. I'm like, what is this? What is this all for? Why am I doing this? Uh, I uh, preaching to the choir, man. It, yeah. I just, I, it was, it was that thing that I think a lot of us were doing at this exact, at the same time where, where we're all stuck at home. We've experienced this kind of crazy traumatic global event. Now I'm working too much. I'm assessing my life. I'm having a midlife crisis. And one day I was just driving home. I, I, 
I had tried to go on a vacation uh, with my family uh, and did not get permission for it. So I spent the whole thing working and I was driving home from it. And I thought, what if I quit my job tomorrow? Like, what if I just did that? How would that how would that feel? Kind of playing with that game with myself on the drive home. And I was like, you know what? That would feel really awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, no, that's not true. I, I'd done this. That's right. I'd done this experiment while going on another trail run up there. I was out on the trails and I, that's when I was kind of doing that experiment. Uh, what if I quit my job? And I thought this feels awesome. Then on the drive home, I call one of my employees and I just, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to force my hand. So I called one of my employees and I said, Hey, just, I want to let you know tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put in my notice tomorrow and I'm going to quit. Uh, and he, just to let you know, and forced my hand into it. And so, yeah, I quit my job on a whim. I had no backup plan. And I was not quitting with the intent of like, I'm going to quit and start making content or I'm going to quit and like start woodworking. It was literally just, I can't keep on this path I'm on. I have nothing left in the tank. If I keep, uh, I, I have no desire to keep climbing some, cor- some some sort of corporate ladder either. Like there was just no future that made sense to me on that path anymore. And I kind of had a realization that I'd rather like lose my house and be living in the car, my car with my dog, uh, trying to do something that felt more aligned with me than continuing to do this, that this thing that I'm not even that good at to begin with. So, so I quit my job, uh, and picked up some freelance marketing work and then was just like, okay, well let's invest in me. Let's like, let's do something that feels more creatively fulfilling, whatever that, whatever, whatever that ends up being. And I was talking to a friend of mine who specialized in in social media stuff. She she uh, she does all the social media for uh, the Utah Jazz, the local NBA team. And she was telling me like, "You got to get on TikTok. Like, this is where it's at right now." And I was like, "Really, TikTok? Like the the dancing app?" And she's like, "I'm telling you, <laughs> that was all of us. I'm, Everyone here. Yeah, exactly, exactly." She's like, "I am. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're if you co- go back like, a year and a half or so. We're we're all making fun of TikTok, and we're all we're on there now. Dancing. Yeah." yeah. She's like, and she's like, you're, you're the stuff you're doing now, like would do really well there. So I joined TikTok and I just started making some very rudimentary things like throwing on a couple sped up versions of stuff I was doing on the lathe. And that, cause I wasn't quite brave enough to do everything I wanted to do there yet. You know, it was again, I was kind of protecting like my little fragile ego. And then I started to try to do a little bit more, a little bit more. And, and knowing that what I wanted to do all along was marry those two things that I have such a passion for, which was like nature and the outdoors and trees. And then my enjoyment of using that as like an artistic medium and making stuff out of the wood. And, uh, so I just, I started incorporating a bit more of that. And I, so I, I think I, I made my very first TikTok in uh, probably like April of 2020, uh, and, or 2021, excuse me, April of 2021. And, um, June in June, I had two that went uh, significant, like fairly viral, both got over a million views. And they were very uh, compared to what I ended up doing later on, very basic and simple. It was just, uh, uh, you know, one of them, I had taken an old fence post from our family farm and made it into a vase for Father's Day. And another one. Yeah, thank you. And then another was cool. Cool. And was that the excuse me? Was was that Juniper? It was. Yep. Okay. Utah Juniper. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That was the one that and, made me go like, oh, crappy old wood. I could actually still yeah. make something out of it. It's not just like yeah, firewood. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then and then the second one, like two weeks after that, or yeah, about two weeks after that one, I had this cool old log that I found on the side of the road and I had thrown that on the the the, the lathe and made a vase out of it. And it just that was just a really cool piece of wood. It had just this rotted little piece of aspen 
it had once I carved in there, it just had tons of curl in it, just tons going on, a lot of spall thing. It was just yes, and that was the birthplace of that. I was literally uh, yes, yeah. my 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 like my setup, my making setup at the time. Like again, this was also rudimentary, as I was just like on my laptop throwing in camera footage and speeding it up in iMovie and then putting that on my phone and then sitting in like in my closet recording into my phone for my audio <laughs> and like looking at a, like a piece of paper that I had written the script down on. And I had researched, I had just done like some very rudimentary research for that voiceover. And that's when I learned the word chatoyancy myself. And I, I learned it from you. Yeah, there I you go. Well, I hear that a lot. Yeah. I'm a quote unquote real woodworker <laughs> and I learned chatoyancy from Justin's. Well, TikTok. I mean, I mean, I, I learned it from just Wikipedia because I, I was familiar with like figured wood and curl. Like there's so many exactly. names for That's it. Exactly. That's what I always knew it as. So, and you know, th those are the names for it too. Damn and I was just, title. I was Googling, you know, curly wood and stuff. And I found a Wikipedia article that mentioned Chatoyancy. And I was like, that's an, I, that's a weird word. I've never heard of that word before. And it's kind of fun to say. <laughs> And then that video blew up and like <clears throat> Chatoyancy just became like a meme of mine. And so then it was kind of off to the races from there. It was like, okay, there's, there's something kind of here. And this is what year? Uh, this is when? This was 2021. This okay. was like About June of 2021. Mm -hmm. June of 2021. And so I was kind of in this space for a few months where I was just making video, uh, a variety of videos. I hadn't, I was just kind of figuring out what I like to do. I was starting to appear in front of the camera a bit more, trying to like uh, not just do voiceover only and show myself a bit more. And, and those were going well. And then I started getting really, into, I started doing some of the more foraging videos. Cause that was another thing that, again, when I started researching trees, one of the things I loved about it was like, boy, these trees have so many more uses than, than I ever realized. Like I didn't know that spruce tips were edible. I never knew that. And I didn't know you could make ice cream out of it. And I didn't know that, um, you know, you can, you can make syrup out of green pine cones. Like the there were just videos. Those are great. Yeah. So I tried out some of those and those started doing really well as well. And so I'd, I'd grown a pretty sizable audience bigger than I ever thought I would have at that time on TikTok. I think I was up to a few hundred thousand followers. And then that's when the map, I, that's when I finally decided to pull the trigger on the map. Uh, and that's, as you mentioned, is when things really went into an entirely new level. Um, also, I want to pause you right whole here for a second. Yes. Because pause, you're like please, pretty please. sizable. Like, okay. Uh, 208,000 followers on Instagram. Yes. Then on YouTube, 846,000 subs on YouTube. Yeah. It's and, insane. Uh, TikTok is a monster at a whopping yeah. 1.4 million followers yeah. on TikTok. And for, he does a lot of for, booty dances. For all here, of folks. you that are like listening right now, like <laughs> who the French toast is this guy? Like, how have I never heard of him? Like he literally grew up in a different bubble of content. Yeah. He almost, yeah. he fell into a completely different niche. And, and like, that's so crazy that like, dude, you're everything you're saying, me and Dan are just like nodding. If you're not watching yeah, the videos, just, I've spent just this whole podcast just nodding. Like, yes, yes. So <laughs> if you haven't heard me talking, yes, doubting yourself, if you watch the yes, video, content, I'm just over yes, here nodding. Quitting a job. Dan was looking yes. to start another job just so he could get the high of quitting again. Like, oh, this yeah, isn't even a job. I really want to do it. Like, it felt it so good. Yeah, he wanted to do it again. I haven't had a full time quote unquote job since 2011. So I've been thinking about just going to get a job just so I can get the high of quitting. <laughs> doesn't even give the boss <laughs> not a, a finger. Not a lie. Outstanding. <laughs> like, Justin, you're like, like, your journey is is what all of us. It's fantastic, want to isn't do, it? Yeah. Have, yeah. I have done, yeah. some of us have done, you know. It's. Um, 
it's it's crazy man and like look at you now like you're you're, yeah. you really are a monster truck account yeah it's and, crazy and it's full it's, circle it's, now back to the start <laughs> oh i see what you did there the monster and there truck it is monster truck yeah, yeah. there it is that's yeah. funny uh i posted a video on instagram of like some curly walnut i think and somebody commented that reminds me of that guy that says chatoyancy i'm like oh that's justin yeah so i tagged you and you commented i was like oh crap this guy follows me i should see if he wants to be on the podcast and that's funny how that like that came full circle yeah anyway i just want to throw that out there my little claim to fame (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's still it's still all so bizarre to me because uh, you know one uh, especially once it becomes your job this is jumping ahead a bit once it becomes your job it's so easy to like get caught up in that oh man i haven't had a video that's done well in x amount of time or like oh, my my yes, you know preach. my my growth rate is really stymied and it's just like it's always good to stop and take a step back and be like dude look at look at these crazy like Look at these crazy! I get I get right. recognized on the street constantly. I'm it's just like this is bananas. That guy still have never yeah. been recognized. Oh, I get recognized at the Mayo Isle <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean, especially like because I blew up on TikTok, uh, and again with with content that is intentionally geared to be very broad. You know, my 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 not so secret mission is I I want to get people to like foster a curiosity about the environment and about especially the trees in their own backyard. And so my goal has always been to appeal to as broad an, an audience as possible. So I have a very young, a very young audience, a really, it's really working. young audience. And well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, jean and, jacket with rolled up sleeves and a mustache. You're, you're hitting the right, like, right group there. You're good. <laughs> Your content is fantastic. Yeah. I love the enthusiasm, the yeah. energy, the knowledge. Like, I come there. I come to watch your videos to learn about trees. I'm a woodworker. I'm not there to yeah. learn about how to build furniture. But yeah, all the all three of those things just draw me in, and it yeah. is encapsulating. I love it. Oh, thank you Look so much. Look at me much. trying to use big words. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. It, no, it's super fun. So like, so uh, for our listeners, obviously, Justin's talked about all this, his origin story and what he's done to become him now. But uh, genuinely, look him up. He, he, his claim to fame was that initial map that he built uh, or yeah. that he made. And cut that out whole series state. is fantastic. The whole series is amazing. You actually did a compilation video as well, I believe. Um, yes. Yeah, it was really yep. good. I remember binging that for that was like an hour long video and I really enjoyed it. It's like an hour and 40 yeah, minutes. I watched it. I just put it on in the background while I was cleaning the shop the other day. So well, I watched all of them. Calm down, Dan. All right. Yeah, we get it. We get Perfect. it. You're a big super fan. We get it. Um, <laughs> so he made that, that map of all the state official state trees, as yeah. you mentioned, I forget if it was in a pre-show or a niche main show uh, where you talked about like a lot of these trees were chosen by like a middle school. Yeah, I think that was pre pre. That may have been a pre show. That was pre pre. Yeah, yeah. Pre so, so, like, a lot of these, you know, trees were, they're state trees. They're in the state, but they might not be exciting. Yeah. And now you're working on a second map of the U.S. that's more uh, fun trees, let's just say, or things that, you know, yeah. I had to behold, they're like, what's, what, what do you think is more of an exciting tree than just like oak for the third time again? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, perhaps. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, the official state tree map thing was, you know, that, as you mentioned, that's really when things kind of took off to a level that I didn't think they ever really would. Like I, I, I had reached a few hundred thousand TikTok followers. I'm like, boy, how am I ever going to top this? And then, uh, this is kind of goes the back same to, thing again. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, 
This, well, the, the, yeah. So the, this kind of goes back to, to one of the things we were talking about earlier is I'd, I'd always had this idea of making a map. As soon as I got into woodworking and got into trees with, again, my background being, I want to know what the wood from different types of trees looks like. Uh, I, I've always loved maps. I've always been like a geography nerd. And so I thought, okay, I'd love to make a map of wood from trees that are native to each of those states and compile those all together, make a map. But I... And then uh, definitely once I started making TikToks, you're always like desperate for a new video idea. So I, I had well, it that. it leaves people hanging and it keeps them coming back. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. like it really two. is brilliant. Yeah, I'd have that rolling around the back <laughs> of my like brain. I was 50. like, this, yeah, this will be such a great idea. And I, 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 but I, I, again, I put it off forever because I was like, okay, well, I, if I'm going to do this, I need to learn how to use a CNC machine because I need to carve them perfect. They need to fit together perfect. And it's, I just need to do this. And, and, you know, I, I had that, I'd put that roadblock up for myself for so long. And then I had just this, that cool piece of Aspen in my garage from that same Aspen video that had blown up like a, like earlier in the year. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? Aspen is Utah's official state tree. They changed it in 2014. That's kind of an interesting story. I'd done an Instagram video about that, the change of the tree, like a year prior. Quaking Aspen, uh, right. <laughs> quaking. 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 I'm from Jersey. Quaking I, I just, Aspen. but there's an ING. Quaking. I just put an apostrophe quaking. at the end. Quaking. Hey, I love quaking. it. I love it. Hey. The quaking. Hey. Hey, I'm quaking here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like I've got a cheap old band. So I don't have a scroll saw. I'm just going to like, I love that band. Saw make. Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to just hoopty band saws, man. I love. Yeah. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Like I'm just going to project it onto a wall and like, it was just, you know, uh, just, it doesn't need to be perfect, man. Just roll with it. And, and so I just forced myself into starting this project with, again, very similar to when I quit my job. I was like, I don't know how this is going to end up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find all these species of state trees. Like some of these are trees I've never even heard of. Uh, I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens. And I posted that first video and it blew up. And then over the course of that series, that series just took off. Uh, cause again, people were just on the hook for it. People loved it. Um, and and uh, pretty quickly, that's when my my TikTok viewership, my TikTok like follower count went from the three hundred thousand I thought was like my ceiling up to over a million in just a matter that's of a few crazy. months. I also and, and that's sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I, I also love, 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 absolutely love that you you made me want to get a scroll saw again because <laughs> like you lean into the scroll saw. So I am guilty of this, and this is something that's just kind of bred of the community. But yeah. uh, some people refer to the scroll saw as like the sewing machine of the woodworking world. You know, like sure. it, a bunch, you know, me, there's a, several accounts that that are predominantly women that would might make signs or make something else. And like, it's almost become like, uh, oh, guys, don't use scroll saws. Like, it, it, ah. I, it's so dumb and so weird, but I'd like, it's something I'm calling this out because I've noticed this. Yeah. Call it out. Where it's like, why are, like, I've mentioned, a, I noticed this when I mentioned a scroll saw to a friend of mine once and they were like, you don't use scroll you, you don't need that. Like, why would you get a scroll saw? Like, I, cause I just want to, I think they're cool. You can because make it's fun. super tight turns. It's a bandsaw yeah. on steroids, yeah. but also yeah. smaller. So like you just yeah. lean into it, you do your carve and then you always do the, you know, the wide shot. You're Sit like on sitting the in a stool and cross leg and just like, you're carving it almost like you're packing a pipe. You're like carving it right by your face. <laughs> yeah. I love that shot always. It's always like, it's such a like cocky, like I'm sitting back. Like, yep. I'm done. I'm just cleaning this up. <laughs> I, think I love that. In the interview, Ty, you did the the 
I watched the interview that you did on the the news show, news channel, oh, yeah. news place, whatever. Was that was that a local news channel or what was that? Which uh, I'm trying to place which interview oh. this would have been. It, which one? It was, when I was on the Today Show. <laughs> which one is that? No, it's the one that that's linked in your uh, on your site or your link tree. Um, mm, and that was. I mean, yeah, I've done. T- I've only done two like in on news appearances. Oh, so they're both local. Flexing so I don't, like it's so I don't many. Know, I don't know. Why, I don't know why I asked that. No, I don't know why. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's you know it's funny because they're like, oh, how long does it take? And you just the most real answer ever. You're like, oh, the carving doesn't take that long. But the content took like a yeah. day. And by day, I mean 24 hours to yeah. do the content. Yeah. Between like, oh, yeah. I started recording, I edited, I put all the copy together, voiceover, everything. But like the carving yeah. was, what, an hour, two hours of work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, tr- truly. And especially like what always what always blows my mind too is I'm so used to uh, every time I'm working on making something out of what I'm filming the process and if I do anything where I don't film it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much faster. Like this is oh my 10 God, times right? faster At least to not film it. Cause I'm, I'm constantly, oh, it's so much faster. Cause I'm constantly yeah, I'm, stopping I'm and his... readjusting the camera and oh. 10 times faster. This whole week, yeah, any, anytime I had, I had very little shop time this week. And every time I did, I was like, I, I'm not recording anything. No stories, nothing. I just need to get this done. It's, it's infinitely faster. It's, it's crazy. Well, speak- and so that's one of the things I'm constantly saying is like the, the, for me, and I say this a lot, like when I'm live streaming, people ask me questions uh, again, uh, just another reason I think of myself as, as not like a full-time woodworker. Cause I'm just truly not, but like, I'd say a given week of work time, maybe 10% of my time is in the shop and the rest of it is scripting, narrating, editing, uh, editing, editing, uh, <laughs> do what you love uh shooting and you'll do it 10% of the time. Yeah. Like just, (laughs) but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot, a lot of, and it always takes me so much longer than I think it's going to like, uh, yeah. Well, that leads me to this question. Um, are you currently doing this all by yourself or do you have any sort of, well, are there any aspirations of, of bringing anybody on to help you? Oh, oh, absolutely. I, I would love um, you know, what I've really been focusing on this year is the long form YouTube stuff. Uh, as you mentioned, I've, I've got a really big YouTube subscriber base, but I, I grew that base through shorts uh, because uh, when I started, when I was like, okay, I'm going to try out That's YouTube now. I'd had a lot okay. of, I'd had a lot of success on, on TikTok. And so I had a bunch of, I had just this backlog of old TikToks that, that were, m- my TikToks are a little bit longer. They're between like a minute and a half to two and a half minutes long. And so I had to, what a I took all these old I took all these old TikToks and cut them down to under 60 seconds so that they could be posted as shorts. And then I just posted a bunch of shorts and and I took off there. What I'm learning is that uh, YouTube treats their short form algorithm and their long form algorithm fully differently. So uh, only about 2% of my subscriber base on average actually sees my long form videos. So I kind of have to build that long form YouTube audience from scratch, essentially. Um, We've talked to to several people who've, who've... Uh, regurgitated yeah. that it, that's yeah. why a lot of people tend to do uh clips channels you know they'll, they'll like have a separate mm. clips or shorts yeah. or bourbon bites or whatever um it, it, because they find that it's not only not only that you're not getting good performance on your long form video but uh certain sponsors will look at that mm. and go well like yeah you might have a million subscribers but you're getting six six you know 60k views on a video 
Like yeah. that's nothing yeah. for us. And they just want to walk away from it. So it's very interesting yeah. to hear that because like, you are a very big account on YouTube. But, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah, not saying but like, like, oh, no, no, shorts. but you're right. I'm no, it's but this is how I feel about it. It's but you like were making uh, a living with this. I'm scraping by right now is what I'd say. Like I, I last year, um, last year, actually merchandise was the bulk of my, uh, my revenue. Really? Like okay. I, the, because the state tree map was so big, I made posters, I made stickers, stickers and I sold a lot of posters and stickers. And that was like how I made most of my money last year. And then this year, since that, you know, after I finished the official state tree map, I did a map of the the UK and Ireland out of some interesting it's all native one trees. place, by the way, listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I did a, I started a map of Canada of their official provincial trees and territorial trees. I'm still working on that one now. And then I've started this map of just interesting native trees because, as you mentioned, the official state tree map is a lot of like duplicate uh about i think 42 percent of the states in the country share their state tree with another state um there's only like 32 trees on that map so i wanted to be able to do a second map where i'm like hey there's a lot more than just 32 interesting trees in the country so let's do 50 of them and show you 50 cool and unique and interesting trees and this was also i also another big part of this too was i was like i'm going to launch this as a the one of the big long form youtube series and kind of have more in-depth in-depth episodes. So sometimes, sometimes in those episodes, I'll do like for the the Missouri black walnut, for example. I, I in addition to making the state, I also kind of showed black walnuts versus uh, uh, English walnuts, and I made black walnut ice cream, and I made a little black walnut ice cream dish. And uh, so I, I, you know, for Kentucky coffee tree, I I got some of the coffee pot or coffee tree pods and took the seeds and roasted it as a coffee substitute, which is what, um, you know, one of the traditional uses of the tree. And, and so I try to incorporate a little bit of that, make them a little bit longer and, and more expansive, uh, for, for the YouTube stuff. Anyway, all, all to, all to say, to get back to like the, the YouTube's, the YouTube long form stuff is, is where I'm putting my attention to in the hopes that at some point that audience will start to, to, to catch enough that I can then be it will. comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident it'll take, it's just going to take some time. Like I've been investing in it for about six months now and six or seven months and, and feeling like constantly feeling right there on the precipice. Um, and to answer your original question, <laughs> uh, high, high on my list, as soon as like I've got consistent income coming in from YouTube, I'd love to hire an editor. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, uh, I, you know, I have, I'd love to, I'd love to really, you know, my goal is to really expand some of those long form ideas and, and get out into the field. And, and, uh, uh, you know, as a, in my friend Chad, I mentioned, I've, I've already been talking to him like, Hey, I'd, you know, I, because I don't see myself as, or because I am not this craftsperson, I would love to be able to come and highlight you and you be a part of it. And you show me what it is that you do and kind of, use myself as an intermediary between showcasing using again the trees as the basis but being able to talk to craftspeople woodworkers dendrologists foragers cooks chefs people that use trees in interesting yep. ways and and expand that out and highlight other people and and that's my like dream scenario dream goal is to get to something that highly produced but that's just the nature of the game right is like you need to you need to grow the platform first before you can grow the content well, we can guarantee you're going to get 
Five is a new followers Fives. from this podcast. Tens, so. I will take it. <clears throat> By the way, and I'm happy, happy to help. And I checked, especially if your your yeah. your first. Uh, and I I don't want to just compare long form short form because your short form is quite long for as far as TikTok yeah. goes. It's it's oh, yeah. thirty seconds plus for most of the content, which is for, to most of us long form. <laughs> Almost. For, uh, for I don't. Vertical. I really but don't make anything under a minute. Exactly. Very often. But it's more vertical versus horizontal. And your first horizontal yes. video, fully horizontal video, was nine months ago. Yeah. Oh, it so was, I've been at it for nine months. There yeah. You go. So Missouri black, uh, black walnut. That was yeah. yeah. So that's the first time you you did a full horizontal video. And by the way, as far mm-hmm. as like the production level, like you're there. You yeah. know, I yes. I just want to reiterate Absolutely. that like oh, thank you. whatever you're doing thank with you. lighting and the bokeh yeah. in the background and everything being clean and neat and and the shots being set up, uh it's yeah. it's interesting, it's good cuts. And if you guys are like looking to learn like some good, interesting videography skills, I I recommend looking at your channel. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Don't let it go to your head, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will. It will. it will, but no, it's, I mean, at the, like my guiding light always, uh, and I, I would say this to, this is what I say to anyone who's like, Hey, I want to, I want to do what you're doing or I want to make content or I want to make stuff out of wood. Like I want to get into woodworking. Uh, it's like just my, I, 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 the, what I let guide me and what I always recommend to let guide other people is just like, what it is it that, what draws you in? Like what draws your curiosity? What is it that feels fun for you to do? uh, do that. And so I, I try not to, I don't know for like the YouTube long form stuff, for example, I'm like, I kind of, I kind of know in the back of my head, if I were to make one of like four types of videos, it would probably pop off, but that is not the type of content I'm interested in making. That would also be really misleading in, into an, it would bring in a type of audience that would start expecting something. I'm not going to be wanting to give long term stuff. Yeah, exactly. And not that there's, you know, like, I can't believe this is I not like, inside his stump. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and there's not a shot to someone like people that do that type of content. Cause Hey, if you like making it, it and it's working for this you, this piece cool. of wood ruined my business. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite, I quit. Working with I Ash. quit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's so, you know, just today I was up in the, uh, I was up uh, acting like a goofball in the mountains filming myself and, and I've got like a tray of, of, uh, of fur tip slurry on my kitchen counter right now. Cause I'm going to be making some, this like slushy fur tip dessert. Uh, so it's just like, again, you know, again, just, channel, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just kind of incorporate all that into my regular content. It's just this is you come here for like woodworking and foraging and cooking. And that's another part of the problem is the I think the algorithm is just a little bit confused by me still. They're like, wait, what are you making? And it just takes them a little bit of time to to figure out that it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but your your name is perfect for what you're doing. It's just in <laughs> yeah. the trees. I mean, you're just doing yeah. tree stuff. Well, it's just you're not necessarily just doing trees. woodworking. No. Yeah. You're not necessarily just doing woodworking. You're doing everything that like encapsulates trees. But it is quite themselves. This is a nice example of being we always talk about niching down, like, yeah, you gotta niche down, you gotta stay within your niche, whatever. If you do too many things, you're not gonna do well. Like you look out at how much you're doing while still very tightly in the niche. Like really still within that like narrow blinders of wood related wood yeah shape. and that's that's again where i would just say like just do what like what what is it that lights your fire what is it that like keeps you engaged and interested the minute you start saying well i feel obligated to do 
this thing because like I'm only going to be a real woodworker, a real content creator, a real whatever. If I do X, like you're, you're, you're toast, you're done. You're going to get bored with that. You're not going to be interested in it. So, uh, I'm just a big believer, a, a huge believer in just chasing curiosities and, and doing stuff because it, because it delights you. Absolutely. Amen. Well, speaking of things that delight us, we should probably jump into what's <laughs> on a bench. Um, yeah. and, uh, we can't do that until, uh, I play this sound. What's on my bench? And you know what? I, I'm going to do something uh, unorthodox. I'm going to kick it off because my week was super boring. We, work has been kind of crazy. And, and I have to reiterate that I love my job. I love what I do. I love my team. Uh, I'm not in the... When you were talking about not climbing a corporate ladder or whatever, like I can still relate to that. And I found a job where I'm very like... I'm not expect Like I clock out and I'm not expected to answer, to answer an email. I don't have to work past certain nice. hours. I don't have to do ridiculous things. So, you know, that's the only reason I'm still working a full-time job is because I really enjoy it. But um, work has been a lot this week. Uh, aside from that, my uh, Emma, my wife, who basically, she she just went recently full-time. She retired from uh, teaching dance. She's now full-time with me and her own business and like helping manage both of us because uh, I'm all over the place unless I have someone like really keeping me on track. And she's been helping out. She's gone. She's in Dallas uh, at a. Uh, oh. Yeah, she's at a convention right now in Dallas. That explains why you don't answer me ever. Yeah, that's usually Emma. I feel like maybe maybe when I text you, I'm talking to you. To Emma. <laughs> There's very few times if I'm driving, like sometimes she'll answer. So, uh, but no, like she's she's gone. So like we haven't gotten to sit down and like take care of like admin tasks and like hey, you got to do a post today. You, you need to finish this video. You got to reach out to the sponsor or whatever. Like I'm kind of all over the place, and work has just been throwing me off. And um, but. Some exciting stuff happened this past weekend. There was a the uh, get your ship together event at the total boat <laughs> ship to, as in like a boat. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's pants. like yeah, you get it. Okay. Uh, so total boat was doing a basically a a maker boat build off. There was four teams. They built these crazy elaborate boats, um, and all of them were built out of no more than three sheets of quarter inch ply that was cnc'd out and layered together and then splined together and stuff no two by fours even though there was two by fours used you know they still use it but well, if jackman was there well we know yeah there was there was. they actually they built a boat that was a hammock it was like a frame in the center they were in a hammock they were called the swingers uh they used for some <laughs> reason they used pineapples as the ornaments and the flotation devices and then they hmm. built these two gorgeous gorgeous kayaks they finished them with uh with epoxy and fiberglass they were shiny they were perfect but total boat was also you know um they were doing points based on how many products you used and then also points in a different category for how artistic you were so after they built these beautiful two canoes as the outriggers for the uh the the trimaran they uh spray painted them with paint rattle can after there were these, Come uh, on. but just it was for, for the content, for for content and for points. So, but anyways, they did this event. Um, it was a blast. It was great seeing all the makers that were kind of and like we talked about our bubble, like all the makers in our bubble, like from the Jimmys to the Lindsays, you know, like uh, Keith, uh, everyone that like we know and we interact with regularly. Um, and Dan wasn't invited. I wasn't invited I either wasn't until invited. the last. It was like an afterthought. They're like, oh, hey, you're in the area. In the area, meaning four and a half hours away. 
You want to come I think up? It's because on, I'm in Nebraska. Everybody's anti-Nebraska. It's, that's what it is. They forget it's a state. That's what it is. Yeah. So we went to that event. It was super fun. They did the race. We we hung out for the day. Um, we got to kind of like see some people up and down the coast too, because it's it's a bit of a hike. So if we're gonna go out there, we want to make sure we see a bunch of people. So we saw some Boston people that came down, and and then obviously everyone that was visiting for that event. So. That was super fun, but that was my week. No other interesting stuff happened. It's just been a lot of keeping my life together and taking advantage of some free time to do admin stuff and no shop time whatsoever. So, Dan, what's up with you? Believe it or not, my week was more boring than yours. It's like, why do I even do a woodworking podcast? Am I allowed to be here? (laughs) Um, It's been so hot in Nebraska, so hot and humid. Look, I know, I know if you live in Arizona or whatever, I know it's hot there, okay? But we also deal with humidity. Yeah, but it's a wet heat. A, it's a biatch. It, it's really, it's really awful. So I've been trying to stay out of the shop as much as possible, even though I do have an AC in there and I have been running it. It doesn't keep up very well. So uh, I, I, my time in there has been like an hour or two per day, just enough to get orders out that need to go out that day. For Etsy, and then just like call it a, call it quits. So I would go in and I'd do mm-hmm. a little research, and and I often find myself sitting on my phone and going through like Pinterest and stuff, just trying to get ideas for the next big thing. Right? I, I feel like I spend way too much time doing that. Yeah, by the amount of memes you sent me, yeah, you spend too much time doing. <laughs> oh that. yeah, I do send a lot of memes. <laughs> I get a lot of memes. Um, <laughs> memes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, my, my time was a little bit of Etsy. Uh, my, my farmhouse table client did, uh, message me and say, Hey, we need to get, uh, Hey, remember we need us? To get our, <laughs> we need to get our foot on the ground here and, and probably finish this up. So I took some big pieces of walnut that I had stashed in my rack for like ever. They're just really gorgeous and curly. And, uh. Gorgeous. I, I took it to my buddy uh, who's in downtown Omaha here. He's got a real great uh, resaw machine <clears throat> so that I could utilize oh, I saw the that. pieces That's a nice machine. as much as I could. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was going to have to get rid of like three-eighths of an inch off these boards. And it's a it just, I, bandsaw I mill that just, just moves the wood for you instead of moving over the wood. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a Lucas mill, I believe. No, a wood miser. It's a wood miser resaw machine. Not a Lucas Mill. But it doesn't and, uh, move on a gantry. The wood moves through it. No, yeah, it's got a belt and it just runs the wood through Super it. Super cool. It ba- it's basically just a resaw machine. So, yeah, I couldn't bear to, like, run those through the planer and just plane off three eighths of an inch. I just think that's silly. So, I'll find something else to use those, uh, quote unquote, cutoffs for. And then uh, those pieces that I took there are going to be the leaves of this farmhouse table. It's going to be. I really should get in gear and finish this thing, not only for the clients, but when it's done, when I put finish on this thing, it is going to be absolutely beautiful. I picked <laughs> I picked out some of the most figured walnut I could find in all of the Omaha metro area, and it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous, so I cannot wait. Um, nice, dude. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, I do get my sleep aid. Tomorrow. Oh, you the, get your, your Darth Vader mask? Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Woo. Dan was recently going for sleep apnea testing because oh, we all boy. want him to live longer. <sighs> yeah, please do that. Please do that. Yeah. Apparently, I don't sleep well at night, so Ooh. that's fine. I, we I can all attest to that, night. Dan. We think you die <laughs> multiple times. I probably do. 
<laughs> I probably do. I feel it. I feel it every morning. So hopefully uh, I'll have more energy during the day here pretty soon. It's exciting. Maybe nice. maybe by this time next week. So Let's hope so. Justin, what are you working on? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So let's see. This week um, uh, started out the week by making Virginia on this new map Virginia. right here. Which is two uh, parts. Yes, indeed. How yeah, annoying you've got is that? The, yeah, you cannot forget the uh, the, the little dingle dangle. That? The, yeah, the little eastern coast there. Um, oh yeah, the uh, Virginia Knights. What are they called? Virginian Eves? Virginians? Uh, Virginians? Virginians. Virginians. They probably would uh, let you know if you forgot that. Okay. They would. In fact, a funny story on the official state tree map. I did Maryland first and the reference map I used didn't have the borderline there. So I accidentally carved that little <gasps> dangle on Maryland? kept it as part of Maryland. And a bunch of people were like, oh. whoa, that's the Virginia so coast. That's Virginia. That? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. The del- How dare the, you? The people of Delmarva, uh, the Delmarva Peninsula were non were none too happy. Um, all, all ten of them. <laughs> but yeah, I made uh, I made Virginia there out of a piece of eastern, a beautiful piece of eastern red cedar. Um, so the shop smelled. Those are lovely. invasive here in Nebraska. They are. The, I was reading they're invasive in some of the parts in which they're native. That's just that they're they're a pioneer species, uh, meaning they they take over like human disturbed sites or, or any disturbed site very very well. Um, so yeah, they they could be they can be kind of a problematic tree in that way, uh, which is interesting. I have- one of my best friends uh, from way back in the day, he's an arborist now. He runs a big arborist company. And he used to spend his free time going to preserved uh, nature areas here in Nebraska and Iowa and just cutting down eastern red cedars yeah. and getting and chopping them up and getting rid of them because they were so invasive. Wow. Yeah. And they were taken away from the, the natural prairies and the, the bur oaks and the white oaks and the and grasslands in, in particular, yeah, they can they yeah. can choke out a grassland for sure. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then I just been I'm going out of town next week. I'm going uh, on a little trip up to Bear Lake, uh, Utah, slash on the Utah Idaho border. Uh, and so I'm just like in desperation mode to try to get one more video out before that is done. So I've what been are you making doing up there? some. Uh, my girlfriend's family is up there. So I'm going up with, uh, her family to a little vacation house and just spending some time on the lake and just oh, chilling. I'll, lovely. I'll be doing, uh, I'll probably, uh, you know, I'll definitely be hitting the trails and probably trying to film some content while I'm out there. But, but, uh, in the meantime, I've been, I've been working on another video and, uh, I went up and forged some uh, new growth, fresh new growth, uh, fur tips from some, from some subalpine furs and making, um, you know, you've mentioned spruce tip ice cream. I love making that every year. I'm doing like a variation on that this is that time. A Douglas it's like, fir or is it just a fur? It's just a, it's a true fur. Uh, we have a ton of Douglas furs here, but this is a, the subalpine fur is a true fur. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm making like a little slush, slushy type dessert and so i've been in the shop speaking of douglas fir actually turning a piece of douglas fir and like a little goblet to, to serve the the stuff the this slush stuff in so i'm working on that and hoping hoping i can get that done before before i take off but again these things always these videos just take far more days than i ever plan on so we'll see fingers fingers crossed i'm asking for a friend here i'm not gonna name any yeah. names but is okay. there any kind of tree that you can make a mayo out of Make a mayo, like a mayonnaise? Yes. Dan's from Nebraska, so mayo is their state bird. Um, So they're very very big on mayo out there. 
A fun thing about me is I dislike mayo. So as uh, is half of America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry. I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm not a mayo. Never guy. meet your heroes, you kids. You know, in ultra marathoners, <laughs> they use the goop and stuff. Dan's like, like yes. little mayo packets from the gas station that gets him Facts. going. But the marathon oh. is just from the couch to the shop. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. That's my marathon right there. Uh, I really I really need to be mixing something into some mayo if I can palate it. It's uh it's a it's a weird thing. Um but it's, it's I mean, eggs yeah. and oil. It's weird. It, it I know but like it's somehow it's something good, about but the smell and the sheen. I can't I don't the know. Sheen, I can't explain the it. high gloss finish is bad. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I, I understand I'm being irrational and I'm like I was a very picky eater as a child, so just know this is a thing about me that I've had to like overcome a little but bit. But spruce so. tip ice cream, that's fine. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. No, it looks fantastic, I'm going to be honest. I bet if I made my... I, I will make my own mayo at some point, point. I bet I'll enjoy that more. Actually, uh, oh, this I am me, here for it. Wait, yeah. do you follow true hockey? Or pure, pure hockey? Oh, of course. Hockey, true, yeah. Uh, guys, old time hockey. Old, yes, yeah, that, yeah. Old time hockey. hockey. That's what it is. Old time legend. Hockey. He's an absolute legend. You guys that need man to just is connect. A true legend. Oh, I would oh, love that. Oh my I mean, god, he's, he was, he's out of my league by several oh, orders of get magnitude. Get the heck but. out of here. Yeah, like we got <laughs> you on our you're podcast. You're out of our league. So no, you guys, need, <laughs> you guys need to connect. That that no, would be a, a seamless man. collaboration yeah. because you could just give him a recipe for something like this, and he could make it on his thing, and or you guys could do it together. Man. So Dan, for your it. edification, old time hockey is a, a TikToker, a very very famous. I mean, he's in like what's he at? Like nine million followers. I don't know. He's huge. The most mellow, chill um, dude. I just want to like have a, a soda pop. With he's him. a dude that he lives up in the the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and just lives like in a little shack on a, I in it was a in cedar Canada. swamp there. Because no, the it's hockey. in the upper. He's he's Basically a youper. Canada. He's a youper. He's a youper. Yeah, one of those. Um. So he uh yeah he just his content is just like all about cozy vibes and so he he just. It's him. He's got this big old mustache. He does speak with like a very, it's so close to Canada. It does sound like a very Canadian Hello, accent, buddy. but yeah. Yeah. And so he just super, makes super like, chill vibes. he'll do like little recipes and it's just very cozy. He's just a chill dude. We, we, we stand him All right. for sure. I will be writing that down. Oh, no, it's yeah. a great account to follow. Yeah. It's a wonder, wonderful account. All right. All right. Um, Anything else you're working on? Um, I mean, other than just the ongoing projects of, you know, this map and then the Canada map, I've only got two, three pieces left on the Canada map, but, um, well, a call uh, out to, are you still in need of pieces? What I really need for Canada is, uh, is, is Tamarack Larch, which I've been able to find slab, big, big slabs of online, but I'm like, I'm not ready to spend like $700 on a, on a, on a Larch slab, yeah. uh, for this silly little map. So, so and then the shipping costs. So Justin, yeah. I, to our listeners, cause we have, we have ones of listeners in Canada. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and if you have a Tamarack Larch. If you go to range, let me double check. I was going to say, range, on his website, he literally has like the dimensions he needs yes, and the I type do. of wood. Again, if you I go to rangenative.com slash map, rangenative.com slash map, it has the dimensions I need for the Tamarack Larch there. And Pete will put that in the show notes. Oh, I will. I need to, yes. I need to update that because some of these I still some have. Some of them you have, already have? I'm at, some of them I'm asking for and I have them now. So. Okay. It's truly just the large that we I need. We'll that. So I'm going to yeah. uh, throw that into our show notes here. So rangenative.com slash maps. Yeah. Also, just check slash out his map singular. Map. Oh, map. The, map. Plural. Map. Um, singular, not plural. Singular. Yeah. Yeah. 
plural singles. Uh, well, with that, why don't we jump into our questions? Because we have two yes. twos of questions. And uh, we have to play this first. Go, oh, Black Betty! Ramble him! That's, that's Dan singing Black Betty. And that somehow became our voicemail thing. So first, uh, first one, let's... Uh, you know, I'm going to start with Malcolm. So Malcolm is the voice of the podcast, if you hear the intro. And uh, here's Malcolm. Hey, guys, it's Malcolm from Boston Nova Woodworks. And I want to thank both of you for bringing on such a cool guest in Justin. And I got to admit, Justin, I feel a little ashamed because I only discovered you today because of the podcast. And that's really my loss. But my question is for you. I know you're a tree nerd. What is your favorite tree to climb? Okay, thanks. And also, Malcolm great question asked in the... a great pre-show question. Yes. We said we're going to answer it in a show, which is, what is the best and worst smelling wood? And I think Justin's going to take it in two directions, which is wood and tree, because it's true, they, they smell different. But what is your yes. favorite tree to climb? Because you were in one today. Yeah, yeah, I was climbing up into a... I mean, I was climbing up into a tree that was like more at this angle because I went up and explored an avalanche debris field. We had a bunch, we had a very heavy snow uh, winter this year here in Utah. Um, and uh, as a result, we had a bunch of uh, avalanches up the canyon near my house. So I was exploring those debris fields, but uh, favorite tree to climb. Um, you know, I, the, the ones that came immediately to mind for me were, were more about specific individual trees more so than the species themselves. Uh, interestingly enough, and they were ones like makes sense that I remember climbing as a child. There was one in this big, uh, uh, cottonwood tree would have been a, uh, a Fremont's cottonwood most likely, um, in the, just in the yard of my elementary school. I loved climbing up in that big, big old monster. And then very closely related, uh, my, my dad's side of the family is from a, or originally from a town in central Utah called Fillmore. And they, we still have some farmland down there. And uh, I grew up going down to that little farm patch of farmland a few times a year as a kid. We still go down there quite often. And there are a bunch of old silver poplars there that I remember climbing up in, loved climbing up in those as a little kid. Um, so both in the poplar family. Uh, and then I would say uh, nowadays, another tree that sprang to mind uh, I love climbing up into, this is not a tree to climb high in because they don't grow that tall, but I just love climbing up when I'm down in the desert into these big old Utah junipers because they, they grow at such crazy angles. You can kind of, again, I'm not getting way high off the ground, which is probably for the best uh, now as an older person. Uh, so I just kind of love, yeah, I just love climbing up in those like big curvy limbs and just not, it's not about getting high up into the tree, but it's about just kind of climbing up into the branches of a tree and, and hanging out and, 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 and chilling. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. Uh, so, so those, I'd say those are three that, that came to mind. Fun fact. I've never shared this on oh, the podcast. Go. I've never really had a reason to, but uh, when I was about 12 years old, we had a, a Oak tree in our yard and I climbed that thing one summer and I fell out. And I had to wear a neck brace, like a Ooh. really hefty neck brace for like mm. the whole summer. It sucked. So I don't mm. climb a whole lot of trees these days, believe it or not. I haven't really climbed trees since uh, that incident. Yikes. I'm very sorry to hear that. I do think if, if you're answering, like if I'm answering this question 
more directly, like what are the best trees to climb? I have to think like like a good big old white oak is probably one of the gold standards of like a good tree to climb. Yeah. There was a – we used to go to a lake a lot when I was younger than my past story. Uh, there was a willow tree uh, mm. that, that was perfect for climbing. Mm. It was great. We would – me and my brothers would climb it. It was, it was pretty fun. I remember that. So, What about you, Pete? You climb any trees? So uh, recently – I had to do some trimming <laughs> in my area. Actually, even last uh, around last Christmas or November-ish time, I was putting up. We have this. Actually, Justin, you would love this tree. So one of the things that like we really loved about the house we picked is right in front of the house, there is a cherry blossom dogwood tree. Mm. And we were like, Tafa? Like, what? This is illegal. This uh, how do how are the two trees? Literally the week we came to do the inspection, check out everything. It was like full bloom season. The top Ew. of the tree is white. The bottom is pink. It's so cool. And what happened is somebody grafted on a dogwood tree onto this cherry blossom. It's right in front of the house. So when when April hits, it's just gorgeous. It's it's literally two different colors on one singular trunk. And it, I love this tree, and I hope it never. Uh, never dies on me because it's it's just super cool. Uh, there's a couple branches where I've had to. I've tr- been trying to be good about pruning it. If I see some dead branches, take them down so they're not wasting resources. But the other weird thing about it is maybe it's because of the splicing and they're growing at different rates and stuff. Like fist-sized things of sap coming off the side, like Whoa. like big big old chunks of sap, and then you know you'll see them like actually droop down to the ground and like. Sit on rocks. There's some rocks. Below I think that's it. an opportunity to make your own syrup. Uh, I guess maybe. <laughs> I know a guy who could probably teach you. <laughs> I, am. I, know, I know a guy. <laughs> um, so like I've been in that tree before, and and I love that. I love climbing that tree. I've been up in a bunch of times since we moved into the house three years ago or two years ago, whatever it was. But my fondest memories growing up was we had these. And keep in mind, this is growing up in Poland. We had a. Um, we lived in a t- small city, big town, whatever you want to call it. Where like we lived in a, these kind of beautiful communist blocks, you know, with like there's multiple apartments, ten floors, whatever. But there was parts of town, the city that were like set aside as gardens, and you can buy a plot of land, and you can have your own garden and a shed and everything. And we'd go there almost like multiple times a week, and we had two large apple trees. Like when I think of apple trees here in the U.S., I think of like these like these large bushes almost. They're very short. They're the branches are crazy, but like these things were like, I'm almost imagining them like oaks, like these just solid trunks with branches coming off of them. And I remember I was able to like just jump up and grab a branch, which now thinking about it, it's probably was like four feet off the ground. <laughs> and I was able to climb up these apple trees, and I'd like hang out in trees, and I'd rig up stuff with ropes and whatever. And then we also had a cherry tree where the only way I can get into that tree because it was a little taller. This thing was like grew super tall. It was like now thinking back, like I don't, I don't even know how tall it was because I was very little back then. But I would the only way I could climb that tree is I would go up on a roof of the shed and then I would get into the tree and I'd feel like I'm like cool because I'm all up there and stuff. Um, so that's my like first memories of climbing trees. I still love going up in them. But uh, more and more recent times, the times that I've climbed into trees has been almost to do like arborist stuff. Cause I used to be a rock climber. So I do, I have a lot of rigging equipment. I was, uh, I'm kind of like how you are with, with wood species and everything. I was with rigging, SAR, rescue, mm, stuff cool. like that. So I have 
all this gear for rigging up things. And I used to get up into trees and just like figure stuff out and like get up there. And like, you know, I'm like 30 feet up and figure it out how to get down and be safe. Uh, but I used to enjoy that. And, and, you know, I, I don't do a lot of it now, but it's still fun to just get up into trees with some rigging. I, I kind of enjoy that. Also, there's something about cool. wearing a sneaker up a tree and then you, you get into that V and your sneaker gets almost jammed in there and you have to like try to pull it out and not fall out of the tree. A little bit element of danger. I don't know. It's just my fondest memories of climbing trees. You brought me really far back with that, Malcolm. I enjoy that. Awesome. Uh, now, let's, let's talk about smelly trees or smelly wood. Yeah. So what is what is the best and worst smelling wood? Best and worst. So uh, let's see. Best smelling wood. I'm very partial to two, nat- uh, two native species around here. Um, the, uh, the Utah and Rocky Mountain junipers. Uh, both of those closely yep. the the aromatic cedar there. Yep. So just that juniper cedar smell, as well as uh, the the pinion pine. Um, I just the the smell of pinion pine. It's this very sweet uh, piney smell. It's, oh, it's so 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 good. Those two uh, are kind of tough to beat, in my opinion. Uh, wonderful smelling woods. Worst smelling wood. Uh, and and highly invasive species around here russian olive smells really bad it smells like like i'm not shocked the russians are the worst communist dirty dirty manure is kind of what it smelled like like it like i it's this tree that like soaks up like just just pulls up a lot of stuff out of the ground i don't know what i don't know it's just that that smells that smells real bad i think that's probably the worst my shop has has smelled uh um is is yeah Russian Russian olive is what I'm going to say for that one. Dan? Thanks, Putin. Uh, worst smelling wood by far that I work with, um, zebra wood. Zebra wood is the – it smells that. It smells like urine when you cut into it. It's really a, bad. A I lot of the exotics like smell funky. <clears throat> I See, now my favorite smelling wood is paduke. It smells kind of chocolatey. Yeah, I that's, love the way it smells. See, I almost dessert don't think of paduke It's very dessert-like, a... yes. As I don't think of it as like a foreign wood. I feel like maybe I just in my woodworking world, I just like grew up with it. Like I don't think of it as like a foreign wood. <laughs> so I don't know why. Really? I don't know. Like it just hmm. like to me it was always so accessible. It felt like a domestic. But maybe just like where I grew grew up and or grew up where I started doing woodworking was always available. Well, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, you know, the go-to answer, I really do like the way that walnut smells when you work with it. And uh, cherry. I I really, really, really like cherry. It's my favorite. Especially, not even just working in the shop, but, like, using cherry as a smoking wood Mm. for smoking meats. The the aroma it gives off when you burn it, because, obviously, woods have a different aroma when you smoke or burn them. Cherry is wonderful in all regards, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. It's just, just really great. I have a giant cherry tree in my backyard, and uh, like I mentioned, the first thing I ever tried making was a, a spoon. I, I carved that out of some green cherry wood, and that's a great smell too. Is green cherry wood kind of has like a that, that an almond like scent? Mm. It, really nice. Awesome. Well, for me, uh, best smelling is probably aromatic cedar, and oh, my first real, real like exposure to it, would uh, working with it was. Getting it from Black Forest Sawmill when they started sending out their slabs. This is pre-COVID still. They started sending out slab. You could just buy like, you know, they would fill the uh, the 
like the 24 inch box from USPS, the flat rate box with it. And you can get like little mini slabs. And I remember like milling them up and be like, this smells incredible. But also it's like I, the finest dust that gets everywhere. Um, it always reminds me of like uh, guinea pigs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like the shavings for. Fair. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. when I don't know if. if yeah, you guys know. Like yeah, fair. When, when yeah. you had guinea pigs as pets as a kid, like that's what you put in their cage. And it yeah, just sure. always reminds me of that. But like best smelling, like if I'm, I'm going to jump here, but like best smelling wood to me for some reason, just it's such a core memory for me is pine trees, pine needles, pine trees, pine cones. Like I just love a good pine tree. Like if I go into a pine tree forest, I'm just happy. I'm just like deep breaths. Love it. I just thought about it. That's why I yes. love Anytime trees I can get live I trees, like now, like the Christmas is one of the times of the year I'm like, we're getting live trees everywhere. So we get one for our bedroom, a live tree, and we get one for our living room, and I just enjoy the heck out of it. I think last year we even got one for the shop. So I just That's love that scent. And even like as it's like dying and like drying out, like it's just releasing that smell throughout the house. So good. Now the worst smelling wood, I, I don't really have one like that's jumping off the page at me, but... uh. <laughs> Somebody gave me a bunch of like this initially when I started like woodworking, they were like, hey, I have a bunch of this like oak flooring. And I don't know what this was dipped in, whether it was like formaldehyde mm. or something <laughs> pressure treated. It was the worst smell. It, every time I would mill it, my entire shop just smelled like butt Weird. and poison. It was so bad. But um, <laughs> one other Weird. thing, one other smell I enjoy is uh, eighth inch Baltic birch on the laser because there's something about the laser that like caramelizes the sugars in the wood and it that happens with, like with maples and oh my god if i ever burn like cedars or even like uh softwoods especially the the aromas you get off of like literally cooking this wood so good like i yeah. thoroughly enjoy it when i'm lasering for like the whole day the whole shop just smells like marshmallows mm. and uh, but then you you burn like one thing of acrylic and it just says the worst thing on the <laughs> planet oh so disgusting <laughs> good question um all right next one is from toma and uh he's french so we'll translate it's the final french hey guys hi justin first i want to say nice mustache next i started watching <laughs> your youtube channel like a few hours ago for the podcast and i have to say your channel is one of the rare i subscribe subscribed after the first uh, video I saw it's it's just so great alright now that I've thrown enough flour for life to be a bit of roses it's question time question time <laughs> would you like to make a Europe or world wood map did your cat ever manage to catch a bite of the food you made uh, for alongside the map does your moustache catch shaving and dust when you turn wood and finally have you ever considered to make a cooking show i'd totally watch that all right bye thanks toma what do you say justin Incredible. did you catch all that so first of all, i did catch so all first that question yeah is, i did would you make a europe map and dan the uk and scotland aren't europe or ireland <laughs> sorry um would you make a europe or a world map if, wait, wait, wait. They're not <laughs> UK and Ireland are not they're Europe? They're in. They are a Europe. part of Europe. Yes. They're not. Yeah. 
Europe, oh, okay. yeah, Europe as a continent like, consists of many Omaha nation states. Omaha is part oh, of Nebraska, whoa. but it's not like Omaha isn't all of Nebraska. So I, okay, well, I'm gonna have to go do some reading or something. <laughs> all right, continue. So, would you ever do a um, Europe map or a, or a world map? So, uh, to answer the question, yes, I am 100% planning on doing a Europe map at some point. I actually lived in Europe for a little while Ooh. at one point. Um, so I'm not shocked for some. You look like a Finland yeah. guy. Uh, Denmark, actually. Oh, so it. a Nordic country, a Nordic Long country. Um, yeah, I, I am fluent in Danish. So really? That's just Are you really? Fun. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. fluent in eating uh, Danishes. cheese <laughs> Danishes. My, my brother lives in Denmark. Does he really? Yeah. He, Where he, at in Denmark? Um, he's in, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on a name. Uh, he's about 45 minutes north of Copenhagen, north okay. east. Yeah. Uh, Fredericksburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. right in a part of the island, north. Yeah west part of it cool yeah Where, I mean, where's your yeah. family from uh well i just i i my family wasn't there i was just oh. living there so. oh you were just living there <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah yeah where, yeah where were you staying i was kind of a little bit all over the place i lived in copenhagen for a while i lived in Aarhus, the city of Aarhus, for a while mm-hmm. uh the city of Fredericia, uh kind of on the Yulan peninsula and the city of espierre on the west coast so um yeah very cool also, yeah. one of the best parts yeah, about Denmark is like almost everyone speaks English. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's right, like now I, you're talking my language. It's yeah, not even it's their kinda, second language; it's a second first no. language. It's crazy. it was really it was always really foolish to be like, "Hey, I speak Danish, and I recognize that your English is better than my Danish will ever be." But like, maybe speak Danish with me, like I don't know. Danish like, chicken. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but no, it's, I love, love Denmark, dying to get back out there and um, would love to, uh, am 100% planning on doing a, a Europe map at some point, um, whether it's, so basically, you know, I'm, I'm planning on finishing the Canadian map as soon as I can. And then uh, it, this, you know, this US map will obviously take me a bit. So after the Canadian map is done, moving on to another region and doing, doing that region could be Europe, could be. Somewhere else could be South America, could be Africa. Who, who who's to say? So I'm I'm I'll decide. Europe is very high on the list of possibilities again because I you know I've I have a lot of connections there and just I I have a sizable European audience as well. Um, so high on the list of possibilities. A world map. After I finished the official state tree map, that was probably the number one request I had and was probably the easy like. Ha- would have been the easiest lever to pull to like keep the TikTok algorithm like juiced on me. But I personally just don't have a big desire to make a world map for a few different reasons. Antarctica uh, mostly. Probably. <laughs> that's, <laughs> one. that's one. That's yes, one. Two national is- tree of Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Two. <laughs> the icicle tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, just some, some rocks and penguin I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh my God. Sorry. I just looked something up. I'm like, all right, what, what is the national tree of Poland? And it's Peducalati oak, which is literally English oak. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on, so Poland. This is, get your own oak. No, this is, this is the, this is the other thing is if, you know, when I do Europe, it will not be Nash official national trees. It'll be like a blend because again, it, like the map would be 85% oaks because when you're picking like a national Whoa. tree, you get as basic as possible. It's like 
our national symbol is the oak because oaks are strong. And it's just like, and that's it doesn't not, upset anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's just not very <laughs> interesting. So, so when I do Europe, it like some of them might like some national trees are interesting. So it may be a national tree, but, but most of them will be me picking an interesting native tree to that, to that country. Um, for, for the world map though, the, the biggest problem I have with it is just the scale. Like it, some, I, I would just hate to have, Hey, I'm doing the map of the world. And this episode is about Jamaica and the, the lignum vitae is just such a cool tree with incredible like wood one little piece of grain. And it's just this tiny little shaving. Here you go. Yeah, like, what projection would you use? Yeah. And then you have to pick a projection. Pro- yeah. It's like, you're going to, someone's going to be mad. Someone's going to be mad about the projection you use no matter what. And I, <laughs> I just, I just like the regionalized views more. So, mm. You know, I would love to at some point years from now look back and say I have now made a map of every region of the world, but <clears throat> but there's just not a really realistic way to to cohesively put them all together. Or or yeah, continent at a time is, is better yeah. than world because world is really hard. There's too many small all the there's you know, the too many chads and whatnot out there. Yeah, the I mean again, like guys just. The <laughs> what, what do you got? What do you, what's yeah. the deal with chads? Jeez, I know some okay chads. And don't even get me started on Genovia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that's probably why I won't ever do like a full world map. But all the regions of the world, I'd like to get to eventually at some point. So, I mean, uh, when you do so all yeah. the regions, you can glue them together and call it a world map. I mean, you could, but then I'd have to that, again that. Uh, I'm not planning on scaling them that way because then I'd have to have just this. Well, think giant... all the people you'd upset. I know. I wonder which national way. tree is MDF. Like which country is that from? I always thought it was Poland. Hey, but yeah, well, you corrected me. I looked me. it up. The most common tree type <laughs> in Poland, pine. I'm not shocked. But when I go. think of Poland, I think of a birch, like yeah. like white bark. Like I just saw them everywhere growing up. It was just a very common tree to see. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Well, there's a lot of research for that one. Yeah. Uh okay. be fun. Tomas' next question is first of all, do you have a cat? I have two cats oh, and you a have dog. Two cats. Okay, I know I've like seen a dog. I feel like I haven't seen a cat. Yeah. But uh yeah. did your cats ever manage to catch a bite of the food you make for along with the map? This yeah. English heart. Yeah, he's thing. referencing he's referencing specifically my episode where I made Washington on this new map, which is just out of frame. Uh, out of a piece of uh, Western red cedar. And as part of that episode, I, I made some cedar plank salmon, kind of talked about the process oh, of like just very simply making some cedar planks. Mm. And and while I was eating it, one of my cats jumped up and and was aggressively sniffing it. And I don't blame uh, Yeah. And he, I mean, he's funny. He'll sit and sniff and sniff and maybe paw at, but he's never like aggressively trying to eat the food. So I don't think he ever did get a piece of that. Um, my dog miles will often get like, I will pay him tax from some of the, some of the meals for you sure. Have so to. He sacrifice. Is, yeah, he's gotten, he's gotten plenty. He's, you know, he's 12 now. So he's just, he's earned his, that's, he's earned his oh, keep. That's internet law. You do have yeah. to pay the dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially at that age, yeah. he gets whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, does your mustache catch shavings and dust when you turn the wood? It, it does. And there is, uh, I have a video in particular. I remember, I think it was, uh, I did one about winter solstice where I made a bowl out of just some wood in my garage and, and made some popcorn and put it in the bowl and was just talking about solstice as a holiday. And I recall that one. Yes. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, there is a clip there where I've just got like a long ribbon of shaving hanging from my mustache for a second. So that's one time in particular that I remember when I saw that on camera. I'm like, that is making it into the final cut for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, sawdust, bits of shavings. And you guys know you guys know the game where you like get in the shower and you're like, oh, oh, there's oh. stuff. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, here, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. You look at the shower floor and it's like yeah. nothing but sawdust. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I am a filthy man. <laughs> uh, and we've talked we've talked about this. We've brought it up in the show already. We've never like, answered it. Have, yeah, are you have you ever considered making a cooking show like its own? I think you'd have a huge base for that. Yeah, like, I mean a I series, would, like a cooking series. Cooking so, with so I have <laughs> I, I probably there, just need to 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 like throw a, a better creative ooh, restraint ooh, around just it like in that. The kitchen. <laughs> I have so I have a playlist on TikTok called Eating Trees where I kind of compile all of my <laughs> all of my cooking TikToks under that playlist and um I have you know I'll do YouTube videos a lot of YouTube videos there so uh will I have will I make like a cooking specific show I don't know I don't know I'd love I'd love to I'm still I you can always hey, count Food Network you can always count on me to make a lot of cooking content uh, using trees right as an interesting recipe point because I love doing that. How that's going to be incorporated potentially, I don't know. We'll see. Constantly evolving. But I'm the episode I'm working on right now for YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, the next video you'll see from me is a cooking adjacent video. So absolutely. Nice. I love it. I'm here for cooking it. adjacent. I love, I love those that. videos. Wood mm-hmm. adjacent. Wooden cooking. Yeah. Cooking. Eating trees. I like it. Eating trees on TikTok? That's the play- little playlist. That's just the playlist. TikTok? Like that's just kind All of right. a fun thing I like to mention it as. And then I, you know, I on YouTube, if I if I ever like really get organized on YouTube long form, that would pro I could hundred percent see myself mm-hmm. like in throwing that in its own uh little sub series. Yeah, its thing. own playlist series thing as well. I mean, the, but the for right now, like it lives under everything else. Separate channel. For just that like that's the yeah i've not Mr. hit there level, yet but you know yeah yeah where you're like oh no i like i do so much of this like this is it's you're gonna channel. make your own chocolate bar we're gonna call it just in a bowl <laughs> just in a bowl no okay it's like a poke bowl i'm into it hey i'm into it there's the, uh, i mean if you do it i i get 10 percent. many <laughs> many like this guy just <laughs> jumping Listen. in i want credit i want credit Nuts do grow on trees, so you know there's there's a connection right there. Therefore, mm-hmm. money does. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, fantastic! Um, well, that's all of our questions, Justin. You have been an this, outstanding guest. Uh, well, thank you so this much. Has been fantastic! I'm sure our audience will agree. Every minute of it. Yeah, this has been really great. Uh, Dan was like, so "Oh, fun. we should have Justin on." I was like, "Ah, it's crazy. He's a nobody." And then. You know, prove me wrong. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, totally kidding. But dude, no, I am. A, I am a nobody. So you're not wrong. We all are. No, we I all was. Are. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Are. I was a little intimidated to ask you. I thought you'd like brush me off, and I'm really glad that you answered and said yes. This has been fantastic. Yeah, I love. Uh, uh, you can't. You can't stop me from talking about myself for an hour and a half. <laughs> no, we like it. That's what we do yeah. here. So this is perfect. I'm, it worked out well. Most people are like, oh, an hour and a half. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great yeah, episode. This is a great uh, piggyback off of last week's episode, uh, which was just like talking about like failure and dealing with failure and like be we we're, we're very real. By the way, uh, shout out to anyone if you're still listening 
also. Uh, anyone that reached out to us about the episode, I think I've gotten the most feedback, which is like a couple people. Like, I think in total, I got four or five people that reached out. But that, to me, speaks I got volumes. A quarter of a dozen. Quarter of a, that's Ooh. at least three. Like, people that reached out and usually, you know, <laughs> usually we might get maybe one message about something. But, like, you guys really yeah. enjoyed last week's topic, which is kind of putting it out, being very raw about the subject of, like, failure and failing or feeling like you're failing because the whole Instagram reality thing is very tough. And, Justin, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being so real about everything you're doing and being like, I'm scraping yeah. by and I'm doing this and yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out and I'm just trying to have fun and I quit my job if, without whatever. Like... That is the most real conversation we've had yeah. here in a long time, and I really appreciate that. Uh, oh, so you bet! Shout out to you, dude. So good. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, this I mean, to be clear, scraping by but loving it. Like this is this was the gamble I made with myself. It was just like I'd rather uh, my level of stress of doing something fun and interesting to me is much lower than my level of stress was being comfortable at a desk. Say it for the people in the back. <laughs> yes, and actually, agreed. That just reminded me. I want to shout out a listener that called in last week at 3 a.m. after we recorded, Dan, about a story about a failure. Um, That's right. Yes. I forgot about so, that. So this is an account that I actually love to follow because she is one of the most like just like the way her brain thinks with woodworking and incorporating CNC and stuff into her work uh, is incredible. And that's Susie. Uh, I'm not going to try to say her last name, but Susie from um, Monarch Woodworking, she is based out of South Africa. I've been following her for about two years plus probably. And she was talking about, um, and actually, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to play this voicemail that we had because. All right. I, well, if that's okay, Dan. No, it's um, <laughs> I just got to take a time. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get it in there for you. So uh, we talked about failure and all that stuff. And first of all, the fact that a, we got a girl, guys. We got a girl. A girl that listens. Awesome. Hey, yo. Uh, second of all, she it, she was nice enough to call in, and she's one of our listeners that's on literally the other side of the world. We have Ash Crazy. over in Australia that listens. We've had some people, um, based on our, our downloads, we've seen that we have South, Af uh, South America. We do have some downloads in Africa. We have some in the Middle East, in Asia. It's really crazy how far we stretch, but... Um, I do want to play. We're always charting in Sweden for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. We are, for real. So, I, if it's okay with you, uh, Justin, I want to just play this quick little voicemail Please. from uh, Susie. Please. Uh, so, basically, the premise is, and there's some photos included with this, she had a project that she did, and then um, she sent it out to the other side of the country. And then this is South Africa. So, like, other side of the country, this isn't a safari in nature like you there's no like flight or whatever like you drive in a jeep for hours uh on dirt roads and she had something sent out something happened to it and it didn't work out and she had to go on site to fix the repair so she talks about that failure so let's listen to that real quick hi guys i just saw your um story on instagram and thought i would share an epic fail that i had it's Susie, by the way in south africa um, I, a couple of years ago, had a big job. Well, it was big for me at the time. It was 20 side tables for a Whoa. game safari lodge away at the top of the country. Um, and it was via an interior designer. Um, so I made the tables. They had a sort of CNC pattern in them 
with uh that had got black paint and then it gets sealed and off they went and it was covid at the time and they had been using sanitizer on the tables and long story short obviously i hadn't sealed them properly but the the, the paint was going everywhere like smearing down them this is a five-star lodge a million miles away yeah. and it was a big embarrassing problem for me and um Basically, to send them back to me and for me to fix and then send back was going to cost like thousands in courier fees, thousands of rands I'm talking about. And so in the end, I suggested, why don't I fly up and I'll bring my stuff and then I'll fix them there. And they were very keen on that idea. So I grabbed a friend and we took a massive flew to the nearest um, city and then we took a big road trip to this um five-star lodge and we had the most incredible time they treated us like celebrity guests and we quickly fixed and uh, re-sanded and resealed the tables and um, then they took us on safari we stayed an extra night we had five-star dinners and it just turned into uh, one of those lemons into lemonade situations and got a five-star safari out of it but um, yeah, that was an epic fail on my part. But how do you how do you predict that there's going to be a global pandemic it, right? and a rush on on <laughs> hand sanitizer you, that's filled with alcohol that's going to ruin the paint on the tables you made a year before? You like, do an alcohol finish on, or like cleaning on anything over time, it's going to just damage it. Yeah, so, I mean that. What a way to make an amazing adventure out of such a a. a a negative thing at first like, yeah that's that's a great and story. i was fortunate Thank enough to like actually like, follow this while it was happening live so hey guys it, failures happen and uh sometimes what you perceive as failure ends up being just in with millions of subs and followers uh with you know <laughs> yeah. just him doing his thing with like little hiccups right you just yeah. you just grow but a lot of hiccups a lot of hiccups and we all get there we all get there eventually with a lot of hiccups but uh huge shout out to Susie. thank you so much for calling in go check her out it's uh, Susie, S-U-Z-I-M, um, or McAfee Woodworks, or Mo- Monarch Woodworks. Uh, I re- especially enjoy her account. I'm going to shout her out. I especially enjoy her account because she does a lot of CNC pattern work. She doesn't actually CNC it. A shop next to her does. But she thinks in straight lines and patterns, which is the way I think. I can't do flowing lines and like, like what Justin does, my brain doesn't do. I do right <laughs> angles and patterns. And she makes it still look like artwork, uh, whereas I, I just, to me, just looks like the what I do is just boxes and angles and things. It's not a, the same, but. You're the best at boxes. The though. best at boxes. But anyways, thank You're you for calling in. Bestest. Justin, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Uh, you've been awesome. Thank you for all the knowledge you dropped in us. I feel honestly really fired up about tackling some things in my life. Me too. Love it. Super yeah. fired up. You're an amazing inspiration. I'm so glad you were here. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. And, this was awesome. And this we so hope much fun. we get to see you at Maker Camp or Workbench Con because I think you, you would really fun. enjoy these events. We got to bring you yeah. into our bubble. We have, yeah. we have, yeah. we have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm well, down. Cookies and long drink and long drink. other things. So again, thank you so much for joining us. If you're a patron listening to this, we'll see you on Sunday uh, for the Patreon call. And then everyone else, next week we are being joined by Jeff from Two Moose. 
and maybe even Jess if we play our cards right. But definitely Jeff is joining us next week, so pretty excited. He's he's another one of uh, guys like Dan and I that does a lot of production work and Etsy work and client work and stuff. So it's going to be really good to have him on there. Maybe we'll think of a topic, so we'll see then. But thanks for joining us. We'll figure it out. Love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you long time. Shatoyancy.